it is Rebecca from the Art of Animation. Um, you're listening to Mascapades Podcast. This is Albano here at the Ink and Paint Shop at Art of Animation Resort at Disney. And you are listening to Mascapades. Hello, this is Natsumi from Disney's Art of Animation. I'm listening to Mascapades Podcast. <laughs> Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dream Makers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast that entertains that space between your ears, whether listening on your iPhone, iPad, iPod, Android device, computer, whatever it may be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to another episode of the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. Later on in the podcast, we will be conversing in post-D23 discussion. Were you happy with the announcements, or did it not meet your expectations? That and much more later on. But first, here's what's happening, Dave. So, Dave, you know a few uh, episodes ago, we talked about how Disney was buying up all the movie rights to their old classic cartoons like, you know, Sword in the Stone, Dumbo, Jungle Book, and stuff like that. Right, a lot of the old classics. Right, well, apparently there's going to be a Jungle Cruise movie, and the star in this one... Can, can you smell what the rock's cooking? Oh, I thought you were going to say Harrison Ford. That would have been so awesome. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, my buddy. So, yeah, you know, after the successes of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, you know, Disney has pushed hard to find ways, you know, to use its various brand name theme park attractions and a basis for future films. You know, The Haunted Mansion uh, was a film. And it just bombed. That's all you can say about it. The one with Eddie Murphy, it just bombed. But they are apparently going to be remaking a new version of The Haunted Mansion. So I can't wait to see that come out. Yeah. But getting back to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Hold on. Mention a couple more because there's a couple of bad ones. So we're going to mention Country Bear Jamboree. Horrible. Oh, yeah. I agree with you, buddy. And then I got one of this week of Disney history that we're going to bring up. Tower of Terror is a ride I've never or as a movie I've never seen. It's based on the Walt Disney World attractions. We'll talk to that a little bit later, but you're right. Plus, tomorrow, Tomorrowland. you got to remember Tomorrowland. All right, so yeah, uh, The Rock Dwayne Johnson, you know, he's coming off a huge summer, dude. You know, he was in the film San Andreas, a uh, new TV series on HBO called The Ballers. So, you know, he's also going to be in a movie that's coming in out. Uh, called Baywatch, you know, so they're going to be making that television series into a movie. So he's got a lot of stuff going for him right now. I'm a huge uh, rock fan, by the way. I really didn't get too much into wrestling. I did for a little while. Um, I wasn't a diehard fan, just more into the drama, I guess. But uh, The Rock was one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, The Rock came out after my time. I was a big Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper fan. Uh, one more thing I'd like to bring up, um, and this is all I have for you for Disney in the News, is just just this one more one more item because a lot of it is just that D23 stuff, you know, and we'll get to that later on. But, uh, you know, if, if you haven't, signed up or uh, downloaded the Periscope app, listeners, I would suggest that you do. It is awesome, but beware, it will drain your battery and literally kill your phone after hours of enjoyment. Dave, I know you watch it. We have an account. Dave, where can they follow us? Mousecapades Pod, Mousecapades right? Pod, right. Yeah, yeah Mousecapades Pod, you know, so just type that in and, and uh, check us out. But uh, Spokes Main, that is S-P-O-K-E-S-M-A-Y-N-E, 
This is a person who, I'm not sure if he works for the Disney company. Uh, I was told that he did. Um, but then when you, when you watch his scopes, it doesn't seem like he does, but he just goes, goes around. He's a professional vlogger, you know, so he blogs, video blogs, basically his life at all the parks and he has his own YouTube channels and stuff like that. And apparently he makes enough money doing that, Dave. He doesn't work, I don't think. Yeah, we need to find out how this guy actually makes money on that because that's a job I could do. So, you know, he is on Periscope seriously 24-7. Dave, when I'm at school, and sorry for the higher-ups if you're listening to our podcast, my my phone will vibrate in my pocket. And, you know, it has a distinct vibration, so I know it's Periscope. And, and it will vibrate. Sometimes it's on a chime, and I have to turn that off. But... When I check it during my lunch break, that person is on Periscope all the time. But here's the story. The guy is a very nice person. He has nothing uh, negative to say about Disney whatsoever. He he loves Disney. He even has this, his own favorite rocking chair that he rocks in, I believe, in Frontierland that he goes to to just basically relax when he's tired of walking around and stuff like that. So he was uh, recording uh, Wishes. All right, you know, at night the wishes presentation. Right. right. So he's, so, yeah, so he's recording that, and uh, he's an annual pass holder. So he's there every single night recording wishes, like 365. Not even kidding. He's standing up because you know, in front of the castle, you're supposed to stand up. The cast members will tell you to get up. You can't sit down, and they will, they will actually stand you up and push you forward so you're out of the way of traffic. Otherwise, you know, when people are walking by on the path, they're going to be stepping on your hands and stuff like that, and just people can get hurt. Right, and the other reason they do that is so they can cram more people into a smaller area, you know, so then everybody's all sprawled out on the ground. Right, 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 and that's, that's absolutely right. They do not want you on the ground. Well, a few people decided to, uh, to sit down on the ground, and all of a sudden, like penguins... Everyone else started doing the exact same thing. And I thought of this as, you know, have you ever been in church, Dave, where you're you're sitting down, you know, uh, maybe some worship music's going on and that one person decides to stand. And so everyone in the congregation stands up because that one person did. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pastimes to be the first person to stand up when it's time. Right. So this is the complete opposite. Like one person sat down and then like penguins, everyone else decided to. And and he made a comment in his uh, Periscope. It's like, okay, so if one person jumped off the bridge, all of you people here at Disney would do the exact same thing. So everyone sits down. He's the only one standing up. So I'm getting to my point here. And um, people behind him that can barely speak English are trying to tell him to sit down in like broken English. Sit down. Sit down down and they start saying uh they start calling them stupid like like that's all they can say is like stupid sit down and he he went on to say how he ignores uh these individuals because you know he gets this all the time from from other tours that just don't understand the rules in the park but this was different a gentleman came in front of him that was with i guess another girl one of the other individuals and he was apparently just some massive dude and stood right in front of this person's cell phone while he was scoping and uh spokesman said it was the first time where he got very upset and he decided to grab him and push him out of the way because of just what they were saying to him and being rude long story short dude uh, when it was all said and done and it was over this guy took a battery and threw it, they, he chucked it at this person's head, you know, so a spokesman got hit in the head, in the back of the head with a battery, and it was this foreigner, you know, that just doesn't understand the procedures in the park, and decided to take it out on this guy. So this person ended up getting a cast member who was bilingual, and of course, you know, they tried talking things out, and uh, the other, the foreign family totally denied anything and everything, but uh, spokesman did say the cast member, after they left, the cast member said, I could totally tell they were lying, blah, 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 but uh, end result, nothing even happened, but I just thought it was very interesting to bring up. Should have been test track from a couple weeks ago all over <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. He should have so, went. He uh, should have went all Dwayne Johnson on that guy. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. So that's all I have for you in the news, Dave. But I want to start something new. I want to start a new segment. Now, this isn't going to happen on every single segment. Every now and then, when there's something controversial coming from the parks or the Disney uh, company, I, I just want to go on like a Diz rant. Okay, so Dave, cue the music. All 
right, so in this episode, this is my very first Diz rant. Dave, I want to talk about why there is no Main Street USA at Disney Shanghai. It's called Mickey Avenue. But why the heck not? Why do they not have a Disney Main Street? I know it's supposed to celebrate uh, the Disney culture and uh, celebrate the original Disney characters. So, but they're replacing Main Street USA with Mickey Avenue, which is reflecting Mickey's Toontown architecture. That's 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 uh, the, fi- the the official word coming out of Disney. This is the second time Disney has done has done this abroad. Not only is this the case in Shanghai, but it's also the case in Tokyo. Dave, did you know that? No, I was. That was one of me. One of my questions I asked is, do they have a Main Street at all the other parks? They do not have a Main Street USA in Tokyo, but they do have it in Paris. All right. Now, which country do we have the the best relations with? I'd say probably Paris, don't you think? Yeah. So, I uh, so there you go. So yeah, there's a Main Street USA there, but not in the other locations. So what's the deal with changing it, Dave? Do do they think it's more appealing to have Mickey's facade abroad without the U.S. application? I mean, Main Street USA, which is Marceline, Missouri, that's the childhood playground for Walt Disney and is the heart and soul of all the genius creations of the whole entire company, Dave. With that said, uh, you know, Walt said it all started with a mouse. Where do you think all the inspiration of our beloved characters came from? It came from Marceline, Dave, Marceline, Missouri, which is Main Street, USA, people. Without Main Street and Marceline, Missouri, you wouldn't have all of our wonderful characters. The Laughograms, the Silly Symphony, the first full-length picture of Snow White, which was the catalyst for Disney World, by the way. You wouldn't have Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, and Disney Springs. It all started with the mouse. So let's do away with this everyone will get a trophy mentality because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or, in this case, impose our culture uh, because we're afraid of, of being labeled. Let's embrace Main Street USA. Let's be bold and proud of it. If Roy Disney was still alive, he would probably create a website to save Walt's childhood Main Street USA. With that said, Dave... I would have to say Mickey Avenue looks absolutely amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. We should rename it. But it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, digging dig even for dude in this rabbit hole. So I'm on Periscope, as always, you know, watching some Periscope stuff. And this lady is talking about D23 and, and Mickey Avenue. She started talking about Shanghai Disney and how it doesn't have a Main Street USA. And I put, you know... Why not the Main Street USA? I just texted that in. And her reply was, it's China. Why would they have a United States there at all? Well, you know, Main Street USA doesn't fit. That's what she said. My argument to that was, wait, did she really just say that? Did she just say Main Street USA didn't fit in a Disney theme park? Dude, that is ludicrous. I mean, I couldn't believe I was actually hearing that. Of course it does, Dave. Main Street USA totally fits in a Disney park. Her argument was absolutely stupid. I was thinking, are you kidding me? We have the world showcase to embrace and celebrate other worldly cultures. Why don't we do? Why don't the same rules apply abroad, Dave? Disney's clearly making a statement saying that it doesn't. Don't you think if Shanghai or Tokyo had a theme park in the United States modeled after their famous citizen that was loved by all and known worldwide, it would have something screaming at you, something so bold it would be staring you dead in the eyes as you entered the park, Dave? For crying out loud, they drape banners the size of skyscrapers depicting their leader. All I have to say is, you better believe they would. They would embrace their culture and let it shine. So, we're so worried about offending everyone else that it just simply sickens me. Walt and Roy, I know you're with me. Dave, are you? Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, I agree with everything you just said, except if they had a park from China come into the United States and post the Chinese leader, no one would go. So I think that's probably what they're thinking in this case. Uh, You know, people will go to it anyway, and it's, like you said, it's the heart of the Disney theme parks, but... They can't do the same thing in every park, I guess. So I guess that's why why they decided to change it up a little bit. Keep it similar, but not exactly the same. But I, I am with you on this one. So here's another thing that grinds my gears, dude. So let's talk about Epcot, the experiment prototype city of tomorrow. Let me ask you this question. Epcot, experiment prototype city of tomorrow. Does Frozen fit in that equation to you? No more than anything else that they have there. 
<laughs> Dude, so in my opinion, you know, expanding the world showcase by implementing a fictional culture city into a non-fictional realistic world design or concept is just absolutely ludicrous, Dave. Walt Disney's probably rolling in his grave right now. The showcase is a place where guests are immersed into a world of other culture, cuisines, and design. Epcot has two distinct parameters to the park, Dave. The world showcase and future world. Let me ask you again, people. Does Frozen seem like it should even be considered to be part of Walt's design of a prototype city of tomorrow? Frozen's time period, by the way, Dave, you know? The Golden Age. It's 1840s to 50s, for crying out loud. With that said, the concept does look truly amazing, though. Yeah, and I think they're probably going to scope... uh Frozen 2 into more of a uh, culture type thing. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just kidding, dude. It just it <laughs> looks horrible. I mean, no, the artwork looks amazing, but the concept. You're talking about the World Showcase and Epcot, the experiment prototype city of tomorrow. It does not make sense at all to put a city that's depicted from the 1840s to the 50s inside of the World Showcase. It's a horrible idea. I don't know what the Imagineers are thinking. Yeah, Frozen 2 is going to have a documentary with the Vikings stuck right in the middle of it, just for culture. <laughs> they do have trolls, though. So that wraps up my Diz rants. Dave, take us back. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Hold on, listeners, here we go. We're starting off this week in Disney history on August 23rd, 2004. This is taking place in the city of Marceline, Missouri. This is when they renamed their post office the Walt Disney Post Office. This happened in 2004, and then I also dug up this fact. August 23rd, 2004 is also known as Walt Disney Day in the state of Missouri. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a pretty cool day, and that's coming up. That's this weekend, by the way. Do you think the individuals that work in the post office don't have your typical eagle... uh, Uniform? Do you think it's maybe cast member friendly? I would be surprised if there was more than two people that worked in that post office. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just one, and that person sort, receives the mail, sorts the mail, and delivers yeah, it. Yeah, and they but they do let them wear Mickey ears all day long. <laughs> and it's the size of a Johnny on the spot. And next up, August twenty fourth, nineteen fifty eight. This is what I was alluding to in the news this this episode. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, star of the nineteen ninety seven TV movie Tower of Terror which is based on the Walt Disney World attraction, was born on this day in 1958. Now, I don't think that's too great of a Disney history uh, event to put in there. The reason I put it in there, Nick, is so that we could talk about this movie. Have you ever seen The Tower of Terror? I have not, but let's get back to the guy's name, Gutenberg. Oh, you know Steve Gutenberg. He was in all the Police Academy movies. Yeah. That's where I know him from, but he was also in Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah, no, I have no, I have not seen that movie at all. I'm gonna have to look it up because it, again, like you talked about in the news earlier, it's probably horrible, and that's why we don't know about it. But uh, I did not know that they made a movie out of the Tower of Terror attraction at Disney World, so I threw it in there. The, this week in Disney history, August 24th, 1958. Next one up, August 25th, 1956. This was the grand opening of the Disneyland Hotel. However. It really opened on October 5th, 1955. This was just the ceremony day for it. So I love how they do stuff like that at Disney. There's always a grand opening, but really it opened on this day, like a month or two ahead. In this case, almost a year before that, they had uh, the unofficial opening. But the official opening was August 25th, 1956. You know they did that in Disney World as well. They always had that soft opening for everything. The soft Yeah. Opening. Make sure everything runs smoothly before they bring in the press to actually document it. Right. Also on August 25th, 2006 this time, this is when uh, Walt Disney went off on astronomers worldwide. This was when they decided that Pluto was no longer a planet but a protoplanet. So the Disney Corporation made a little fun out of that and drafted a letter from the Seven Dwarves. And it goes like this. Although we think it's dopey that Pluto has been downgraded to a dwarf planet, which has made some people grumpy and others just sleepy. We're not bashful in saying we would be happy if Disney's Pluto would join us as an eighth dwarf. We think this is just what Doc ordered and nothing to sneeze at. Dude, that is awesome. I I wish I could get a letter uh, addressed by the seven dwarfs. But where was Snow White in this whole thing? A little dwarf revolt. 
Where was Snow White? I don't know. She was out cleaning the cottage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. August 25th, 2008. This is a couple years later. Disney announces that they sell 298 acres of Florida land to the Four Seasons Hotel and Resort to build a hotel and golf course. This is the closest hotel to the Magic Kingdom, and I have no idea why they sold this one off. One of the reasons that Walt decided to buy all this land in Florida is so that he would have his own space to do whatever he wanted with and not be crowded in by all these other hotels that were flying up around Disneyland and turning it into a neon jungle. Um, now, the Four Seasons obviously is not going to do that. It's a classy place, but they are so close to the Magic Kingdom that you can almost see it. Moving on to the next day, August 26, 2006. I have to mention this one because it's my favorite series of books. This is the day that Kingdom Keepers 2, Disney at Dawn, is released. This is a seven-set book series uh, written by an author who's from the St. Louis area, Ridley Pearson. And uh, if you don't have, or if you have children around the age of 10 to 15, I suggest you get them involved with the Kingdom Keepers series. The premise of this book series is about five teenage kids that the Disney Corporation was turning into holograms to be tour guides around all of their parks. However, there was a secret reason they were created, and that was to turn into holograms while they sleep at night. The the children were going to turn into their holograms and fend off all of the evil villains that were trying to take over the uh, parks both on the East Coast and on the West Coast. So check them out. The Kingdom Keepers, there's, like I said, there's seven books, and they're now coming up with spin-off books. Yeah, I need to borrow those from you, by the way. I know I talked about that a few months ago, but uh, is it... They got them, you have them on audio? or are they, Yeah, uh, I have them? them all on audio. I listen to them on my way up to and from work sometimes. Awesome, dude. I'll have to get those. Yeah, another popular date here that I had to just make a mention of, August 27th, 1964. Everyone's seen the video of the premiere of Mary Poppins and how Walt Disney and Lillian get out of their limo and walk in, and you see Snow White go by. Uh, it was featured in the movie Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, they redid that for the movie as well. This was the day, August 27th, 1964, that that actually happened. It was the premiere for Mary Poppins at the Grauman Chinese Theater in Hollywood, and all of the stars came out for this one. In related news, two days later, the movie was actually released into theaters, so that would be on August 29th of 1964. And I have one more for you, Nick. This one's August 29th, 2011. One of these days before I die, I'll make it there. At approximately 6.30 a.m. Hawaii time, the doors of the lobby in Alani Disney Resort and Spa opened for the first time. Yeah, I definitely want to go there, man. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, just literature on this place, and it just looks simply amazing. I'm going to have to sell my kidneys to get there, I think, but uh, I'll do it. Well, you know, two tickets can hook you up on that. <laughs> not the kid, not the kidneys. They're not in the – they don't They do not do the underground uh, medical stuff, but uh, they will sell you a travel package. Awesome. And that's all I have for you this week in Disney history. <laughs> Well, folks, there's a lot of news coming out of Anaheim these days. The D23 Expo is taking place, and there's a ton of announcements that are being made here. So Nick and I are here to throw back some of these announcements and kind of catch you up on what's going on out there and what's coming to us in the future. Yeah, Dave, you know, everyone worldwide was watching, you know, the D23 announcements live, you know. For the first time, it, it made it possible for viewers like you and I to go to D23 and broadcast it live, you know, which I thought was pretty cool with the Periscope app. So there was a lot of stuff coming out of D23, but to be honest with you, Dave, I wasn't surprised on probably 90% of it. 90% of it, I would say, had already been leaked. And uh, there were some stuff that just blew my mind away that were just mind blowers. And uh, we'll discuss some of that as we go along in the podcast. But I don't know your take on it, Dave, but uh, there was only a couple items where I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, well, we watch that kind of stuff like a hawk so that we can report on it here on our podcast. But um, So a lot of it, you're right, was not really news to us. Some of the details was news to me. But one of the things I thought was kind of interesting at, at, at the D23 Expo was that some people that were periscoping were talking about how they told us we couldn't scope. They told us we couldn't scope, and then other people were just doing it. And, and the one that I had watched for the biggest uh, announcement said that he asked somebody, and they said that he could. So the word, I don't think, was very consistent 
or whether people could record and live broadcast inside of those announcement rooms. But I thought that was kind of interesting that there wasn't a, a rule put in place before this because, you know, that D23 convention is so highly coveted that you would think that they would have all of their ducks in a row going into that place. But, yeah, let's get into some of these announcements. Uh, we're going to start with the category of movies, and there were huge announcements coming out of Pixar, right? Yeah, a lot of announcements coming out of Pixar. I'm very excited for this topic. Dave, hit us up, man. All right, so we've got a movie that I had not heard of. This was one of the surprises for me called Gigantic, and it takes the old classic story of Jack and the Beanstalk and just blows it up Disney style. Yeah, I... I knew this was, I didn't know it was going to be released on D23, but I had caught wind of this before D23, and I can remember thinking, I think I was with my father-in-law when I had caught wind of it, I remember thinking, if this is true, really? You know, how many times is this going to be redone time and time again into movies and cartoons? But, after seeing the concept art, dude, this movie looks sick, I'm going to have to go see it. Yeah, it's directed by the same guy that directed Tangled. And you're going to love this, Nick. It's got the same duo writing songs as wrote the Frozen songs. <laughs> hey, I don't mind. <laughs> Frozen was a hit, all right? It was a hit. We haven't had a hit like that since, I believe, in my opinion, as far as musicals go, Beauty and the Beast. And I got to say, they worked their magic with Frozen, and I'm just sick of hearing it at this point. But if they brought those two in, then this is going to be a hit as well. Yeah, I, I'm sick of it too, but that's okay. We've got a little bit longer, and like I said, Frozen 2 coming out. Anyway, uh, just, a, just a quick blurb about the movie. It, it says here that it's transported from an English countryside of the original fairy tale to Spain during the Age of Exploration. Gigantic will follow the adventure Seeking Jack, who discovers a world of giants living in the clouds, including a 60-foot-tall 11-year-old giant named Ima. Did you see the scope on this? No, I didn't. I didn't get this one. Okay, see, I didn't either, but I did see the concept art, and I read a couple articles, and there wasn't too much on it. There was not – they don't have specifics on this one yet. They just said, hey, this is coming out. This is our first look at it. So you had it, like, at a glance. I am still concerned, though. I mean, the concept art looks truly amazing, and uh, that's what's really just drawing me into it. But, you know, how many times have we heard this story? How are they going to make it any different? You know they will, dude. I mean, think of the ones they did. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Those are all classic tales, too. And so they'll work their magic. You know they will. Coming up next one, uh, this is not news to most people. Toy Story 4 coming out. The uh, storyline I was not aware of, though, about this. the main story behind Toy Story 4 is the love story between Woody and Bo Peep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I can't wait to hear more on this story. Sort of like, I hope it's more of like a backstory between Woody and Bo Peep because... There is a backstory, a, a love uh, story between those two characters. Uh, Lasseter, John Lasseter is the director of that one, co-directing it says, but he says that it's this story is very personal for him because it's inspired by his wife. So what a great guy. All right, next movie, we're moving right along. This one, uh, Zootopia, which I don't know a ton about, but it's coming out March 4th, 2016. The news out, out of the D23 Expo was that they've added Shakira. To the cast. Well, remember the fox is, uh, I think it's a fox, yeah, he's uh, framed for a crime that he didn't commit. And you have the detective, Hops, who's a bunny, that's just uh, trying to catch him throughout the movie. You know what, I think I have seen So Now that you tell me the storyline, I think I have seen some stuff for that. That's because we've talked about it before, Dave. We have? Yeah! Come on now, All the right. listeners are screaming at you right now. And I got a lot of things on my mind. Alright, so the next one, also not a surprise that the movie's coming out. It's been in the making for a long time. Ellen DeGeneres has called for it every day on her talk show for years. The story of Dory. Can't wait. I, I find it very intriguing that they're calling it Finding Dory because we do know that Dory just suffers from CRS. Can't remember. You fill in the blank. And I can't wait to see this one. One of the surprises that the D23 convention about this movie was that Ellen came out on the stage with some of her co-hosts, Ty Burrell, Ed O'Neill, Caitlin Olson. I'm guessing that we didn't know all of her co-hosts for this movie, and um, they gave a couple of details, like Ed O'Neill plays an octopus that only has seven legs. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it's cute. I did see that. And uh, Olson is Dory's adoptive sister, who's a whale shark. <laughs> you know, getting back to the octopus, um, he's one of those characters, Dave, and I don't know if you thought this when you saw him, too. You just look at him, 
and you know he's going to be silly. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a super funny movie. You're going to have to wait until June 17, 2016. They gave us a definitive release date. And that's my brother's birthday. Awesome. Take him out for his birthday. Go see Finding Dory. Buy him some popcorn. Hey, this next one I think is going to be awesome. I didn't know anything about this one going into the D23, but when I saw it, I thought that's going to be super cool. Coco, the story of Dia de los Muertos. Probably my least favorite announcement pertaining to movies and film. Really? I think it's going to be awesome. I love that kind of crazy. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to do something really cool to it. Uh, Coming out Thanksgiving weekend 2017. So we've got a while to to, uh, build Nick up for this one. And then we also have some live action news coming out of the D23. One of them is going to make all the women happy. And that would be that Orlando Bloom's joining back up for Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men tell no tales. Yeah, it's making you happy too. Don't you have a man crush on the guy? Dude, I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't care who's in it. I'll watch it. (laughs) And his pencil thin mustache. That's right. So that one's coming out July 17, 2017. So they've got a lot of things coming out, you know, summer 2017, it sounds like. But the biggest surprise for me and the one that I'm most excited for, probably not the one that most people are excited for, The Jungle Book, Making a Return. I love The Jungle Book. I love the music in The Jungle Book, and I can't wait for this to come out. Dude, I can't wait either, man. I know I can remember when I was a kid, my parents, uh, when we first purchased a VCR cassette player, you know, uh, yeah. Our very first movie was The Jungle Book. Of course, it wasn't the Disney version. Uh, do you remember the old ver? It was a movie. Do you remember that version back from like the early 80s? No. Dude, I would watch that and rewind it and watch it. Not only because it was the only VHS tape we could afford after we bought the player, <laughs> but it was just a good movie. I can't wait for this to come out and see the Disney twist on it. How can anybody but Disney remake The Jungle Book? That's awesome. So uh, it's got a couple of facts that I want to tell you. First of all, it's got John Favreau directing it, which is the... Uh, He's an Iron Man, but he's not Iron Man. I know him, and a lot of people out there will probably know him as the dude from Swingers. He is the man, John Favreau. Yeah, he he's runs the, he runs Stark's in, or Stark Industries. There you go. I couldn't remember what his official title was, though. So anyway, this movie, The Jungle Book, is supposed to have like cutting-edge technology. It's a blend of animation and real live actors, and um, they're really just kind of pushing the envelope on what they can do with combining these two things. And, you know, almost to the point where I'm thinking you won't be able to tell what's real and what's not in these movies. Okay, so that type of animation. You're talking like 3D animation here. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That just sounds very fascinating. It's going to have a sci-fi twist, you say? Sci-fi? Is that what you're just saying? No. With the technology and everything? Oh, no, it's just as far as, like, blending reality with, uh, well, I guess sci-fi. Oh, no, no, okay, not the sci-fi genre of the film itself, but just the technology used to create the film. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I thought you maybe they were bringing back some, you know, <laughs> some sci-fi, like a Pandora thing from, like, Avatar or something like that. Oh, never, never no, mind, that'd never be mind. Cool. That'd be cool. All right, so one of the last things that I'm excited for with this movie is that they're bringing back the bare necessities. The music in this movie is phenomenal, and uh, at least the original one, and I hope it continues for this one because I love the bare necessities, and I love the other one in there. Wanna Be Like You is, like, my favorite yeah. Disney song of all time. You know, in, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, especially our generation, Dave, you know, growing up, this was it. And uh, we just grew up on songs like this. Yeah, and The Jungle Book is supposed to come out April 15th, 2016. So I'm hoping we're on spring break for that one. You know what's funny about Nick is that, you know, we're, we're announcing the release dates on a lot of these movies. And some of the ones that we've heard about, like, you know, Toy Story 4 is coming out in 2017. That Coco movie, we haven't heard anything about it. It's coming out in 2017. So some of them are ones that we know about. Some of them are ones we don't know about, but they're all. it seems like a lot of them are coming out right around the same time. And I'm wondering why it is that some of them are kind of more secretive than the other ones. Dude, you know what? Like 2017 seems to be the year for Disney, like worldwide, not just in the United States. But you know that I believe it, is it. That's when Shanghai is opening up, 2017, or is that 16? That's I can't no, that's a slate. The slated date is 2017. Yeah, 17. You know, and then there's all these films that are popping up in 2017. There's some other stuff in the D23 that we'll get to later on that the release date is 2017. It's just crazy how it's all converging uh, to 2017. Yeah, and it's just strange to me that a movie like The Jungle Book, like I said, is coming out April 15, 2016, you know, a year before that, and we ha- I haven't heard I personally haven't heard much word on it at all. So, that's just weird to me sometimes I think about that stuff. So, you know, getting back real quick to The Jungle Book, remember when I said that I wish Pixar animation would redo all the Disney classics? Yeah. Is this Disney's way of doing it? 
maybe it's not under the Pixar name, but it it might be. Right. I, that's kind of cool. I can't wait to see you know the art in these films and see which way they actually go with it. I think yeah, it's pretty I'm, cool. Sorry to piggy, sh- sorry to piggyback, but no, no worries. That's what it's all about. So I I would I'm like you. I want to see what what it does, and I'm sure that those guys at Pixar are gonna have a hand in it somehow. You know, they always do. All right, so moving on. We're moving on to Marvel now. So Marvel's got a couple of announcements as far as movies go. One of them, Captain America Civil War. Saw yeah. a little bit of the trailer for this one, and I was like, eh. eh I heard- yeah, I mean, Captain America's not my favorite either. Marvel's really not my fave, but I, I became a Marvel fan since Disney took them over, by the way. Yeah, so that's supposed to come out May 6, 2016. So we're talking less than a month after that last one, The Jungle Book. Something that was alluded to that they didn't really say in here, but they said this is the end of the Captain America trilogy, which is leading to the question for some people, does Captain America die? Yeah, doesn't he die in the comics? Doesn't I? I don't know, man. I, I thought maybe I thought Captain America did die in the comic books, and he's brought back to life or something like that. Yeah, I'm not a comic guy, so we'll have to find out at the movie. <laughs> uh, the other Marvel, the other Marvel movie that is coming out though is Doctor Strange. Here's what I'm talking about with this whole: we know a lot of information about some, not so much about others. So this movie, Doctor Strange, the release date is November 4th, 2016. But all they had to show at D23 was concept art. They have nothing. Really? That's all they had to show. Uh, some people were comparing the concept art to like the strange worlds of Harry Potter and, the, and his movie. So I, that caught my eye immediately because I'm a, pa- I'm a fan of Harry Potter. But uh, yeah, as far as I know, there's not much coming out of Doctor Strange except for the concept art. Going back to Captain America, I have a spoiler alert for all you uh, listeners here. Um, yeah, apparently he is, uh, he's assassinated, buddy. He's, uh, taken out by the Red Skull. He's, uh, per the order of the Red Skull, he was assassinated and sniped. And, uh, looks like I'm seeing a picture right here of him on a set of stairs with Thor and, eh, Thor and someone else looking over him and he's just laying there dead. Alright, well we just saved everybody 15 bucks a pop. <laughs> That's right. Captain America um, Civil War. How come his shield didn't block it? What happened to that? He must have been looking the other way, I guess. I already threw it or something and just come back. didn't come back to him yet. <laughs> all right, man, we got to move on. We're moving on to Lucasfilms now. Okay, so this is all about Star Wars. We've got a couple of headlines here from D23 about Lucasfilms. First of all, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Um, there was a poster that was put up at D23, and you're going to need to get into this more because I'm not the big Star Wars guy here, Nick. But apparently there's a, a guy... That's holding what appears to be Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber. And it's leading people to wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, man. You saw that in the trailer. They kind of alluded to that in the trailer. And if you remember, Jeff alluded to that as well. You know, whose lightsaber is this? Is it Luke Skywalker's? And if so, how did it get there? You know? Yeah. Um, Because I'm trying to remember from the epic battle that uh, Luke Skywalker had with with uh, uh, Darth Vader there at the end um, in the starship while it was going before it went down. Right. Didn't didn't Luke lose his lightsaber? He lost his arm, didn't he? Yeah, and he lost his lightsaber at the same yeah. time. I mean, it was in his hand when they, it got cut off. Right, so here's my thing. Then how could it be Luke Skywalker's lightsaber? Unless somebody went and picked it up. Yeah, I... I don't know. They pried it out of his cold, dead hand. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong on this. I haven't. It's been a while since I've watched Star Wars, and a lot of people are probably, say, probably saying, "You call yourselves a Star Wars fan right now?" And if Jeff's listening, he definitely is. We'll have to go to Jeff on that one. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh, do an update on maybe next week's show with that. Hey, another thing we talked about this before. Uh, before D23 about how they're apparently making these movies based on the Star Wars characters. Yeah, just like they did with the Marvel series. All right, so the first one is coming out. It's called Rogue One. And originally it was called Rogue One. They've changed the name apparently at the D23 Expo. They had posters up that said Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, we reported it as anthology last week. So they've already made a change within a week. Um, okay, and? <laughs> and, and so the so the release date, yeah, exactly. That's not much news. The release date on that film, December sixteenth, two 
2016. So they're just cranking them out left and right. And I'll buy every single one of them when they come out on Blu-ray. Oh, for sure. All right, and then you've got Episode 9, release date. Episode 9, release? Yeah. I um, I know it was pushed back, but uh, I don't think we actually had a release date on it. I know they had some mismanaging of the way the movie was being directed and stuff like that, but uh, they went with some other people, but um, no. Okay, so they don't have an actual date on 9. They have a date on 8. It's May 26, 2017, and then they just said that 9 will come out two years later. So they didn't give us an exact date, but they're saying that two years later after 8 is when nine's coming out. Two years later? That's what they're saying. Dude, that is way too... I- Hopefully they're coming out with one of these rogue movies coming off on the side, though. Yeah, yeah, the one we just reported. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the dates right now. Yeah. Thank so, um, goodness. So that's what that's how they do it, though, isn't it? Don't they do like the ones coming out in December of this year, which is 15, and then they've got this one coming out in uh, 17. And then yeah, you're I think absolutely that's how right. They all went, that's right? how they did it with the Marvel series. You're absolutely right. I'm. I just wish it was like. Uh, the Lord of the Rings series, where you just had one pumped out one year, one after the other, and then, you know, with Disney, give us a bonus movie one year, pump out two. Yeah, so all you binge watchers are going to have to wait till 2020 to watch all nine episodes of Star Wars. Good, so that's my, all son, the... my son will be old enough, you know, to watch it with me at that point. Yeah, by then, you can you can uh, have a beer with them and watch the, <laughs> watch the shows, right? Yeah, I'll be like, back in my day, son, you know... Death Star was... <laughs> he can anyway, push you up in your wheelchair and uh, watch like, the movies yeah. together. What's a Wookiee, Dad? Yeah. All right, so that's all we got in news coming out of the uh, of the movie-type area for D23. So we can switch gears and move on if you'd like. Yeah, let's... Oh, no, you know what? Hey, I totally forgot, dude. Ethan has been waiting on the Skype lines patiently. He's probably getting sick oh, and no. tired. Dude, let's go over to him. All right, Ethan, so you've been waiting patiently on our Skype lines, and you're at Disneyland as we speak... Um, and, uh, D23 has just ended, and, uh, how are the crowds? Uh, you know, today, I know yesterday and the day before, the crowds were absolutely atrocious, but today it's actually completely dead. I feel like everyone that's come to D23, they kind of pooped down and they just want to go home, so it's awesome. Every ride here is, like, no more than, like, 30 minutes, so it's awesome. Oh, outstanding. So it's, it's pretty much dead, and, uh. Yeah, you're probably right. People are just extremely tired after hanging out for a full weekend, uh, pretty much yeah. camping out, you know. Um, speaking yeah. of D23, man, real quick, I want to mention some things to you. You know, people have been periscoping all weekend long and posting things online and sending out some tweets on Twitter. And uh, I was following uh, this this lady on Periscope, and she was talking about Shanghai Disney, and she went into the, the little expo uh I guess a little panel they had on Shanghai Disney. And, you know, I've been curious. I've been searching the web all over the place as to why, and I've mentioned this also in an earlier podcast, why they do not have a Main Street USA. Because in my mind, Ethan, uh, Main Street USA, that's what Disney is all about. It symbolizes Walt Disney and where he's from, from Marceline, Missouri, and how all these characters and ideas actually stemmed from his childhood in Marceline, and that is Main Street USA. That is Main. That's Marceline, Missouri, right there. So, here's my take on it. You know, they're calling it Mickey Avenue, and I get it that they're celebrating all of the original characters. I understand that. I get that. But why not put Main Street USA in Shanghai Disney? Let's celebrate Walt Disney and his culture and our culture. And, and stamp USA on that street sign. Hey, this is Walt Disney, and this is Marceline, Missouri, Main Street, USA, you know. Uh, the response that I got, you know, I asked this lady this question. I said, have you heard anything at D23 why there isn't a Main Street, USA? And she said, well, they, they explained how they're going to have Mickey Avenue. And I said, oh, that's that's good and great that they're celebrating the characters, but why not Main Street? We're getting all these responses as to why they're having mickey avenue but no uh rationale as to why they're not going to have a main street usa here's my take i think they're kind of afraid to put it in shanghai disney you know and uh so and this lady responded well why would they put a main street usa in shanghai in shanghai disney because it's not in usa well here's my rebuttal we have epcot and we celebrate all the countries of the world no matter what 
what's what's the problem with having Main Street USA and Shanghai Disney? It's almost like to me, and I'm probably connecting the dots that aren't there, and that's the conspiracy in me. But um, is Disney scared? I'm not sure, like on that. But one thing that was confusing me don't don't uh, call me out for this, but I'm not sure if I feel like that at Paris and at Hong Kong, that's called Main Street USA too. There. Right, and it's just, and it happens to be with China, and I know relations with China right now aren't really that great, so yeah. it just has me scratching my head, Ethan. Have you heard anything? Uh, they've been very, very quiet about it, and I haven't really heard anything. I mean, I've heard some speculation, but I mean, there's really no, like, Disney has not released anything about why they're calling it uh, Mickey Avenue instead of Main Street, which You're... I just think is weird. And you're absolutely right. They've been very quiet about it. And even more surprising, no one is questioning them on this. No one's bringing it up, which, which anywho, I think is on itself. But enough about that. There's been some really awesome announcements coming from D23 this weekend. What have you heard? You're there right now in Disneyland. I'm sure you've heard a ton. What's What have you heard? Um, well, there's, I mean, the big main one that everyone's kind of, I mean, extremely excited for is uh, the new remodel for Tomorrowland, and it'd be remodeled to Star Wars Land. It's not going to be, from the pictures I've seen, nothing is going to change size-wise. It's just all of the theming is going to be redone. Uh, Star Tours is going to stay. After Blasters has not really been talked about. Uh, same with Astro Orbiter, and then uh, Space Mountain is going to be renamed to Hyperspace Mountain. So it's kind of just it's kind of just a retheme. And then Inventions is going to be uh, they haven't really talked about the interior, but instead there there's going to be like a meet and greet with uh, Chewbacca and Darth Vader. So there's yeah. a lot of plans for that. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, I know in Space Mountain they talked about that. Is it true that you're going to have this feel that you're in an X-Wing? Did you hear about that? Or is that just uh, rumor? I didn't, I didn't hear that. I mean, another rumor that I heard that they have proje- that they're going to put projections, which I kind of feel like that kind of ruins the whole Space Mountain feel, but they're going to have, like, you're kind of racing with that X-Wing and stuff like that. So, okay. Well, that's what I have to see until I... I mean, that's only, I mean, I've heard that from one person, and everyone's got speculation. Like, I've heard the Interventions is going to look like the Star Wars Cantina, and everything's going to be, like, the Cantina themed in there. But, I mean, that's only from one person. So, you really can't know until Disney releases it and what they put out. That is so true. You know, you bring up a good point. You know, now that they have released some things to the public, there's going to be another avalanche of rumors coming out as to how they're going to go about it. So I, you know, yeah. I'm all about the rumors and the down and dirty. So I can't wait to hear all that stuff. Uh, my problem is sometimes I tend to believe uh, more than I should just because I just find it fascinating to listen to all of them and hope that some of them are true. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Anything else, man, that, that you've heard going around with the rumor mill uh... with people walking down there? I know that they were just talking about, like, the lands that are going to be in uh, Shanghai. I mean, Shanghai and the Star Wars land are kind of the main things of D23. I mean, I know they had a lot of, like, old stuff from Disneyland. Like, they had the old Herald of Yeti there, and they had some, like, movie props from, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. But not really anything, like, major, like the Star Wars land and stuff like that. You know, I thought it was kind of disappointing, to be honest with you. Not that I'm trying to be negative Ned here, but, you know, a lot of the stuff that they released, besides, you know, uh, Toy Story Land, a lot of it was already leaked online months ago. And yeah. uh, so a lot of the stuff, I, I'm I'm watching these tweets go over the feed, and I'm watching all these periscopes with these panels and individuals talking. And I'm like, oh, gosh, come on. We heard about this last March or, you know, or last April and May. Yeah. Uh, the only real thing out there that was new was the Toy Story Land, which uh, kind of did catch me by surprise. I knew there would be something Pixar, but I didn't think it was going to be specific on honing on just one specific entity of Pixar, which I think is really neat. Um, because now yeah. you can be even more creative, 
But, uh, yeah, so I was kind of disappointed, to be honest with you. And everyone's, you know, saying, oh, my gosh, this is great. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. There's really – they really – come on, people. They really didn't announce anything new here. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. Like, I didn't really go to it just but from all the speculation from it. Like, I'm like, really? That's all they announced? Like, we've heard all of this already. And that's – I mean, that's how it usually is, though. I and the- mean, there's really – there's some disappointment, but then you kind of like that's kind of what it is. And the biggest event, I I felt like they spent more time covering, and they, I mean Disney at D23, they spent more of their energy geared towards Disney Shanghai than they did Toy Story Land, which had me scratching my head. You know, we're, we live here in America, yeah. people. Um, Shanghai, I'm not going there anytime soon. I, don't, I guarantee yeah. you a lot of the people in that room aren't going there anytime soon besides the people that can afford it. And... Why are, it's cool mention it, but why are we still talking about Shanghai Disney? Yeah, I know that it's like, but it's like going to be one of the smallest ones that they've had, like one of the smallest Disney parks, but it's going to have the like most interactive castle. And that's what they keep talking about. They're like, that's their main thing about Shanghai Disneyland is the new interactive castle. So I don't know. I mean, that just to have that the main topic of D23 was kind of like, oh, okay, you're not going to talk about anything to where we live? Like, because that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, while you're there, would you mind – you have a buddy with you that you go to Disneyland with too, right? Yeah. Would he be okay? Uh, would he talk to us on our podcast? Can you put him on? Yeah. All right. Joe, you want to talk to them on the podcast? All right. I'll go ahead and uh, – just hand you over to him because my speaker on my phone is absolutely horrible. So awesome. I'll just hand okay. you over to him. Awesome. All right. There you go. Hello. Hey, Joe. You're on the Mousecapades podcast, buddy. Thanks for talking with us, man. Uh, so you've been listening no to problem. your buddy Ethan talk about all the new stuff that's coming out of D23. Um, what else can you? What else uh, would you be able to bring to shed some light on D23? Or is it pretty much the same stuff that Ethan's pretty much just wrapped up? Yeah, just basically what Ethan said. I heard it was like a really crowded to, uh, for D23 and how all the pin traders and stuff. So basically what Ethan said, yeah, he pretty much wrapped it all up. And so do you, do you typically, uh, go to Disneyland with Ethan? You guys always, uh, partnering up and, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. Like when I, when I go out to the parks, like my buddy Dave, who does this podcast with us as well, um, him and I always go together and we, just the two of us will write everything all day long. You guys have that same type of friendship. Yeah, he's kind of like my partner in crime, kind of thing. <laughs> That's like, always good. He's, yeah, I'm like his Robin. He's my Batman. He periscopes and I tag along. Before <laughs> I didn't really have anyone to go to Disneyland with, and I'm like, hey, Ethan, you got a pass? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so let's go. And so we've been going ever since. Yeah, it's definitely better to go with someone than by yourself. Um, for sure. Outstanding, man. Uh, so what? What have you guys done so far today? As far as rides and, uh, and treats and everything else. Uh, well, we went on uh, Pirates Caribbean. We did some Autopia, uh, Haunted Mansion, and we're just right about now. We're thinking about getting lunch over here at Disneyland, then going on Splash Mountain, and then heading over to California Adventure, going screaming and Tower Terror stuff like that. Cool stuff like that. Awesome, Joe. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hopefully, you'll be with them next time we we uh, phone them up as well. Go ahead and toss the phone back to Ethan if you could. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much. No problem, buddy. Hello there. All right, Ethan. Where are you guys heading out tonight, bud? Um, you know, not really too much. I mean, just let Disney take like we usually say, <laughs> like let Disney take you or take us where we're gonna go. So, kind of plan by that. All right, man. Uh, you have a great time as always. I'm super jealous that you get to go there all the time. <laughs> I, I wish I still had family in the Southern California area. Sometime I'll take my wife yeah. and kid out there, and I'll have to give you a shout out and see, and see what you're up to. Um, which hopefully sometime soon, because we were we were talking about possibly going out there um next year uh during our summer break. Uh, so anywho, all right, nice. buddy, you have a great time, man. Uh, and uh, where can our listeners find you, bud? Uh, you can go ahead and find me on all my social media, Periscope, Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff at Ethan underscore vid. Outstanding man. And that goes for all of it, right? Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Every single thing I've made it easy for you guys. (laughs) No Facebook though. I do not have Facebook for it. So yeah. Check 
check him out, listeners. He's got some great stuff, and uh, he's always out at the parks filming, so he has a, a true Disneyland first-person perspective on a lot of the stuff. So check him out. Thanks for uh, talking with us, Ethan. We'll catch up with you later, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye. Uh, Dave, you know, it's always good talking with Ethan. Yeah, he's our he's our man on the scene out there in Anaheim, so it's awesome to see him. Yeah, so let's get let's get into some of these uh, lands that are coming to Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah, two big announcements out of D23: uh, Star Wars Land coming to both Disneyland and Disney World. So uh, my first guess on this was, are they going to take and carbon copy this 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 the Star Wars Land at both of these places, or are they going to try and mix it up a little bit? You know, I don't know. Um, what we do know so far, and this is much bigger, Dave, than I anticipated. I, I couldn't believe when they when they announced that they were going to bring plans to bring Star Wars to life in both parks that were going to ex- be expanding what, 14 acres each. That yeah, that's is, crazy. That is insane. Yeah, and the the strange thing about that to me too is that that's a huge amount of space, and they're putting two attractions in it. Let, let me rephrase that: it is the biggest ex- single expansion of all time. Yeah, yeah, and they're putting two in all of that for two attractions. So there's going to be a ton of scenery, and I just I'm wondering what else is going to be there besides two. I mean, because 14 acres is a huge space for two attractions. In Star Wars Land, uh, from what I've read, they're going to put you in a and right in the midst of a battle uh, between the First Order and the Resistance, by the way. Yeah, and you're going to get to ride the Millennium Falcon, they said, like pilot it. So oh, dude, I good. know, right? And over at uh, Disneyland, they're going to be converting um, Space Mountain into like a Star Wars theme where you're flying in an X-Wing. Yeah, so they called that one Hyperspace Mountain. I was surprised that they're doing that I to the totally classic I am totally shocked too, buddy, so I'm... I'm I'm anxious to hear what they're going to do to the one in Disney World. Yeah, so that announcement, the one about uh, converting Space Mountain to Hyperspace Mountain, was part of what, they call, what they're calling Star Wars Summers. I guess they are piggybacking off the uh, Frozen Forever Summers or whatever the heck they're called. Yeah. Um, so they're doing a Star Wars Summer. Now, that's exclusively out in California, right? Yeah, just like Ethan was saying. He said, yeah, they're converting that one over to the X-Wing style. Sweet. So, yeah, uh, we know that one of the rides at Star Wars Land is going to be putting, like I said, putting you in the Millennium Falcon. But then the other one, we're not sure of yet, I don't think. No, I mean, we do know also within the Star Wars Land that they're going to be having Star Wars Launch Bay. Uh, That's supposed to be opening this year, by the way. It's going to be an interactive experience uh, in Hollywood Studios uh, and also in Disneyland as well. So also to go with that is the uh, addition to a new show that's going to be put in Star Tours. They're going to totally redo that. Yes, and I was just telling Aaron, I think I was telling you too on my last trip out there, dude, they've been doing the same exact rerun uh, videos for the Star Tours, the rides, at, you know, the different rides you can uh, right. tar- partake in over and over and over. For how long? Over a decade. Um, I'm ready for a new journey on Star Tours. Yeah, and I don't know this right offhand. Maybe you do. Do you happen to know how many different combinations on the old ride there, like how many different scenarios there were? I thought it was something like a dozen or so, or maybe yeah, probably I, more than that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's about 12 or 13, I believe. But you're right. That's been out there for a while. Now, here is one thing that I'm also wondering. Cause I'm, I'm, there's more guessing game going on by me than anything with all these announcements because, like you said, we've heard a lot of this stuff before, and it's not really news. So, But some of the details get me guessing. Do you think they're going to take Star Tours where it's placed right now at the parks and move it I into don't, this new land? I don't know. I see. I, I read an article where they said they – well, no, I, I can't say that for sure. They said the ride wasn't going to change much except for the experience. So the right. ride itself, you know, I don't know, man. That's a lot of stuff to move, Dave. By the way, there are 54 different possible ride experiences. Yeah, see, I thought it was more than a dozen, but I wasn't sure on the number. So, all right, awesome research there. All right, so that's that's the news coming out of D23 about Star Wars Land. Super exciting. Uh, not going to be around for a while, but like you said, uh, some of the aspects might be coming up here before we know it. So good news to hear about that. And then the other thing that we heard out of D23 is Pixar Place. Well, hold, hold on, dude. Uh, you know, Disney Hollywood Studios, you know, they're going to have a new fireworks spectacular for the whole Star Wars thing with, uh, 
you know, with the score of Star Wars movies on weekend yeah. nights, by the way. <laughs> I thought that was funny because it's it's basically just a fireworks show that they're putting right, to the right. Star Wars music, and it's like, oh, now that's super cool, right? <laughs> right. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pixar Place was the other big announcement that came out of this, and, and we have been reporting on a Pixar Place, did some guessing games on the different rides, heard a lot of things talking about um, how the rides are going to be based on similar Pixar Place at their other theme parks, and it turns out that that's not the case at all. Turns out that they have some brand new things coming our way. Yeah, did you hear about uh, you know the Slinky roller coaster, the family ride where you ride on the back of of Slinky? Saw the concept art for that. And that it, looks pretty cool. It does look awesome. So the uh, Pixar Place Land is supposed to be um, Andy's backyard, and you're in Andy's backyard. So of course everything is super big, and you're supposed to be small walking through Andy's backyard like you're a toy. And you jump on the back, a slinky dog. It's a roller coaster that's um, ideal for the family. It's a family-friendly roller coaster. So I'm thinking like the Barnstormer-type roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, but it looks super cool, like I said, riding on Slink Dog. I know we're talking about rides here, but I have to bring in food real quick. You know, I've always told you, Dave, that I really wish they would create um, a cafe, you know, for you to eat, modeled exactly after Pizza Planet. Yeah. I want them to do that. I hope they do it right. Did you see it on the concept art at all? No, I didn't see it on the concept art, but I do know that the pizza place, Pizza Fari, is going down. So Right, um, I know it is too, and I really hope they bring in Pizza Planet and make it just like it is in Toy Story. That's an open door right there, brother. They all need right, to. So the other, the other attraction that we have going down at Pixar Place is its a mystery to me. I mean, they, here's what it's called. It's an alien saucer attraction. Now, I tell you what, if they put something in that looks anything remotely like Luigi's Flying Tires, the person that's in charge of that idea needs to be <laughs> shot because well, that ride was so bad it only lasted like two years and they're already redoing it out of Cars Land. Well, you know what I immediately thought was the Space Ranger spin? Yeah. And I hope it is nothing like it. Do not give us another replica ride. No, they can't because they already have that at Magic Kingdom. So I, I know, I know. Yeah. So it, um, apparently the claw, you know, the aliens and the claw are going to be involved claw. with this ride somehow. But, you know, the, the idea for Luigi's Flying Tires came from the old Flying Saucer ride that they had. And I hope that they're not bringing that thing back and slapping some aliens on the, on the front of their cars <laughs> and calling it a brand new ride. Because we went on that Flying Tires ride and it was bad yeah, and, and awful. people and that's overwhelming because like i said it's only a couple years old and they're already re re-imaging it so um so the jury is still out in my book on that one so anyway the last bit of news that we have about pixar place we've announced this one you know probably a month ago on our show is that they're adding a third track to toy story midway mania and um just like star tours I'm trying to think of the map of how this whole park is going to lay out. They're doing so much work at Disney Hollywood Studios that I'm wondering, is Pixar Place going to kind of flow with what they currently have for you know the Pixar area at Disney Hollywood Studios and how they have Toy Story Midway Mania is right there? I'm thinking that that park is just going to bump out a little bit right there, and that's where all of these new rides are going to be. They can't possibly move Toy Story Midway Mania, can they? You wouldn't think they would, and I know you brought that up uh, a while back, actually. Yeah, uh, you had actually said, Dave. You know, since before they started remodeling, I think uh, that ride. You were mentioning, you know, in, in a few podcasts ago when they were remodeling, that you did not see them moving this attraction at all because they just spent tons of money, basically refurbing it. Yeah, and there's and it's such a great ride, and it's in a pretty good spot. I think that they can just expand right around that attraction, and it'll and it'll make the park flow really nicely. One of the big things that was not announced at D23 that we are heartbroken about, probably, at least I am, is that we don't know what to call this park. This park is pretty much going to be run by Pixar-themed things, and there's no mention of Pixar in the name. They're, they didn't announce the name of the change of this park, so I'm kind of bummed that they didn't do that. Well, you know, Vicky, uh, a couple months ago, said she came up to me and she said, you know what the new name of Disney Hollywood Studios is going to be? And I was like, no, what? And uh, she said, Pixar Palace. And you know what? She just may be right. 
That'd be awesome if it was. But yeah, there's a, so many names floating around out there, and it's like nobody knows anything. It seems like, and it's just, I don't know. Just I'm so no, you're bummed that, right. that we don't have something to call because this park is getting demolished. I mean, things are shutting down left and right. Give us something to call this place. We don't have an icon anymore. The best icon that we could come up with in my household here for that park is the water tower. Now, that's sad. This is you got a water tower for your for your icon for this park. We don't have an icon, and pretty soon they need to give us a name because right now we don't even know what to call it. Yeah, they need to come up with, uh, you know, the Pixar, the ball, and the lamp. They need to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, just like we talked about. So give us something, Disney. D23 is over. Give us a name. All right, on to the one that you want to talk about. You mentioned it in your rant. It's time. What are they bringing? What you talking about, brother? Your your frozen ride. Oh oh oh. Okay, yeah. So getting back, you know, uh, that lamp's name, by the way, is Luxo. I can't believe I forgot about that. So <laughs> anywho, yeah. So yeah, the frozen ride, by the way. You know, we talked about this in a few episodes ago. Um, it's going to be a 4D experience with real snow people. So for all the little ones that actually just love snow, it's going to have real snow, not the fake bubble foam stuff that falls from the ceiling. Um, it's going to be called, uh, Frozen Ever After. It's a boat ride. We talked about that. You take a boat ride through Arendelle. You're going to have multiple encounters with Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Sven, and Kristoff. Um, in those rides, apparently there's going to be some mini snowmen. You know, the Snowgees from the movie, from the, you know, the latest release of Frozen Ever After. Um, they're the little tiny mischievous, uh, snowmen. You know, they were created. Have you seen that little short film, by the way? Yeah. They're yeah. created when she gets, uh, when Elsa gets a cold and she sneezes. Right. Yeah, so. Anywho, so those are going to be in there somewhere. Like I said, it's a 4D experience with actual snow. Oh, they need to be making snowballs and throwing them at us, and that would be awesome. Oh, dude, how cool would that be? That's 4D right there. Yeah, get popped right in the face. <laughs> they have little mini cannon dude, snowball you could. shooters no, inside. No, you could. Them. So instead of getting spit on by a camel, you know, on the magic carpet ride, you can have the you could have marshmallow spitting snowballs at you. Make it happen. So, anywho. That's cool. All right, so that's what we've got coming out of D23. Those are the biggest announcements. Hope we uh, gave you a little something that you didn't know, something you didn't hear. Um, if you've been listening to our podcast, a lot of that's not brand new news, but some interesting twists and turns on all of the announcements that they made about what's coming up in the uh, Walt Disney Company. Yeah, I just want to give a couple shout-outs here, Dave. I want to give a shout-out to Jeremy in Colorado. Hey, brother, thanks for listening. My dad, if you're still listening, God bless you. Ethan underscore vids out of Anaheim, California. Uh, keep sending videos and periscoping from Disneyland. I'd also like to say, hey, thanks, Mario. Go see Mario next time you take your next vacation at the Magic Kingdom and buy some popcorn from him. Also, I'd like to say, Jose Fontanas, thanks for listening, buddy. We're getting, dude, we're getting so many downloads from Puerto Rico. It is sick, man. So that is awesome. I want the other states to catch up. And also, you know, Vicky, our coworker, Dave, I want to give a big shout out to hey, Vickster. Hey, hey Vicky, thanks for, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Thanks for listening. And also, Brad, thanks for just laughing at all the silly jokes that we have on the show. So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, Dave. It's time. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day. 37 minutes. That was good, dude. I mean, that's going to be a good hour. Okay. Um, I'll edit the news and history if you could edit the. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> you took the ten minute thing. Hey, dude. I've been doing a lot of work lately, man. Come I on, yeah, I'll dude. I just fun. told you my whole weekend. I have party, party, party. One of which I'm responsible for my dad's 70th birthday party. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Go go ahead and edit that piece. I'm gonna use those TPS reports. Yeah, I'm not doing that big segment, dude. Come 38 minutes. 38 minutes. What do you have doing this weekend? Dude, dude, what? Dude. I bet you're not. I bet you're not setting up a party for your dad. I bet you I'm going to a party though. <laughs> yeah, right. You show up for an hour. Oh, oh, fine. I'll do the next big one, but this one I can't do. All right, all right, dude, that works. Um, so I'll do news and history and rant, and then you do this one. Okay, got it, brother.